All right, audio good. Yep. Yep, microphones are on. <laughs> Shit, I forgot the beer. What? What? Watch your mouth, dude. Why? Your mom's over there. Oh, yeah, she's in town. Oh, she doesn't care. What am I talking about? Are you sure? Yeah, she taught me those words. She taught. Oh. She curses like a sailor. Oh. Was she a sailor? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Cool. Yeah, she's cool. But right. wait a minute. Is this the time where we start to... Yeah, so okay. we should also mention that we swear. That's why. Uh... Turns out Quain's mom doesn't care. Mm-mm. If yours does, uh, tune out now, because we yeah. swear. Welcome to What Ails Ya, a podcast about beer, the people who make it, and the ultimate question, what ails ya? Brennan, how you doing today? Hey, man. Great. Yeah? I'm really good. Good. Guess okay. what I get to say this time? What? Happy birthday! Uh, uh, yeah, yesterday was my birthday. We didn't even talk about that. I know. Well, yeah. it was yeah. the best day. Good. I, you know what I should do? I should say thank you to my friends. And I my think family you need to because I had the best day. Uh, to my family in Wisconsin, I miss you and love you. I wish I could have been there. Aunt Shirley, it was your birthday the day before. Nice. Happy birthday to her. Rad. It's been just the best birthday, man. Good, thank you. man. I good, really good, didn't good. see that coming. You didn't see that coming. Nah. Oh, see, we spent the whole uh, Sol- uh, Cigar City episode with that, so yeah. I had to. Nah, I had to, man. I love you. Appreciate and it. So, uh, where are we going today? All right. Yeah. We're on the road. You ready? Yeah. We're going to Playa Linda. Nice. Not the beach. Right. The brewery. Okay. It is a beach. It is a beach. It's a beautiful beach. And we'll get into that later. Yeah. But. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they named a brewery after it. Good. They it's, should. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Ron Rake is who you're going to talk to. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm really excited because we've heard his name before. Mm-hmm. And if, if everybody is listening, you've heard his name a few times in these, in yeah. these episodes. Yeah. So we took it upon ourselves to say, where is Ron now? Yep. What is he doing? Yeah. And this is where he is. Yeah. So we're going to take a drive uh, out to Titusville where Plylander Brewing Company is located. It's about an hour drive from where we are. Mm-hmm. And it's a really actual interesting drive. I can't say it's beautiful, but it's... You're going through Florida. You're just yeah. cutting right through it. Yeah. You drive and past some swamps. You drive by a giant gator. Yeah. Yeah, that gator is still there. If people have taken that drive and you know what we're talking about, going into Bithlow, Christmas. Yes, there is a Christmas Florida. Yeah. Even though it doesn't snow here. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, you get into, you get into Playa Linda, you go through I-95, and there you are. You're at the end of 50. Mm-hmm. And here is this water. Yeah. And here's Playa Linda. You just drive right into it. You, like, hit the water. Yeah. And right across the water, you see Kennedy Space Center. And if you, I think if you make a left, there's the hardware of Playa Linda Brewing. Yeah. And that's where they started, right? Yeah. So that's where they started. Uh, they had their kegs there. And then uh, they had their tanks there. And But today, we're taking this drive to the Bricks. The Bricks. Project. And I want to know what this is. So I'm so, going to ask more with yeah. Ron what this is. Because food, interesting. Uh, more beer. And this is where he's doing a lot of his work now. Yeah. And that's where we're pulling up. This is where we are for the You get the, day. the sense that he's he's transitioning into this bigger brewing system. Uh, and when you go inside, you're going to notice the design of the place is really, really, really spot on. Yeah, it's cool. That's uh, really cool. It, co- it actually coincided. I don't know if our listeners would notice this, but when they did their logo change, I'm pretty sure is when they started the Bricks Project. Uh, the new design, the new logo, the color scheme, everything is tied together. So we're seeing this beautiful greenish with orange. Yeah, this, yeah. this green color actually, I guess, comes from the concrete of the bricks project. Nice. Like, as they redid the floors, they like dug down or they like sanded it, and this beautiful green aquamarine green color started to 
appear. That's like, That's it. So that's how they got their logo. That's how they redesigned the entire tap room all around this color. Yeah, it's a beautiful tap room, and I like what I'm seeing here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. And I'm excited to get to know the guy. I mean, 25 years here in Orlando. I remember Shipyard. I remember being able to go there when it was in the, the heart of really Winter Park. Then he was doing his thing, but we saw him again kind of come back at Cask and Larder. And when James and Julie brought him into there, and now this is it. Yeah. So I want to know this story. I want to know where, what's going on. And I'm excited. Just, let me tell you one more thing real quick about the tap room, because you'll notice it the second you walk in. And it's the lights. It's actually the co-owners, Brian and Donna Scott, who own Barn Light Electric. And they manufacture these beautiful lights in, right in Titusville. Uh, and and they're the other owners, but these lights are just beautiful. You'll yeah. notice them when you're in the tap room. Yeah, looking at them now, that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And it goes back to every time we talk about Longwood has its own. And yeah. Let's, yeah, you know, so this is off the beach. This is yeah. by Linda's it's Brewery. Brevard County's only brewery. I saw that's the name of this county when we were driving up Brevard yeah. County. Yeah. So I don't even know where that is, but we're here. And yeah. it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. And you guys will really... You're going to realize if you've gone through Florida, you've definitely passed this. So where, where we are, you're going to be like, oh, get out of here. So we'll bring that up later, but I want to get in. I want to get in and talk All to right, him. All right, man. Yeah. All right. Go have a good interview. All right, guys. I'll see you inside. That's about it. Uh, do you listen to podcasts at all, or is it... Uh, once in a while, not too often. Yeah. It's usually music. Yep. That's what I think we, that's how we always start. So really quick then, uh, what are what is what is your like style of music? What do you like to listen to while brewing? What is something you got always playing? Uh, depends on uh, two things, what I'm brewing and what I'm in the mood for. But um, a lot of blues and a lot of blues-based stuff. Um, right. I always find an in- interesting analogy with the blues and hard times and work mm-hmm. that kind of tie together. Um, and then as well, I'm a big Maynard fan, so Tool and Pussifer and yeah. Perfect Circle and all those kind of play into it as well. Have but, you ever gotten to see Maynard live at all? Uh, a couple times. Yeah, it's very amazing show. I got to see him on what was after Opiate? What was the, the big one? What was the big one that started it all? Ninety one, ninety two. I couldn't even tell yeah. you song names or anything. Right, but, right. But I right around them. there, yeah, that was a big, uh, big tour for them. Yeah, I did. I had a record store then, and. Uh, yeah, that was big. Like seeing them in a small venue, and then like they come back with that other. It's so sad. I don't know any Tool albums, but yeah, when ten, you listen to them, you're immersed in them, and that's Ten Thousand Days is um, probably one of my favorites. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. He's amazing. He's interesting. Very eclectic dude. And I think with beer, eclectic beers, eclectic music, I really wanted to get into this with this interview because I hear that like, and you guys make incredible beer. Um, let's let's talk about Playa Linda then. And, uh, how long you guys been here? What what like where we are now? Let's talk about where we are now. This building. How long has this been here? Uh, Bricks Project started um, conceptually a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the birth of Playa Linda Brewing Company started at the hardware store uh, down the street at um, on Washington Avenue, uh, US One, and uh, it's an old. Um, um, it's a very old building. Uh, it was built in the 1890s. At one point, it burnt down. They rebuilt it. Um, when we were putting the gas lines in, we could we dug up some of the char and some of the stuff from that from that uh, big fire that burnt literally the downtown area down. 
and it was rebuilt, long story short, uh, put us into that building. So it just has a real eclectic feel. Um, when I started that project, we knew that we were going to outgrow it and uh, wouldn't be able to keep up, and it held true. So the, uh, the conceptual idea with Bricks Project was always to have a production facility that would supplement what was going on going on down at the hard what we call now the hardware store yeah but the original playland brewing company location so uh bricks project here was is an old uh lighting manufacturing facility it used to be a lumber yard gas station um so we've re redone some of the construction um and actually the there's a mezzanine where we're sitting right now there's a there used to be a mezzanine level we've pulled all those uh, all that lumber out and actually used it it's in the it makes up the the tabletops and the seats we're sitting in mm-hmm. as well as some of the um, construction throughout the building the clouds where the lights are hanging from is uh, some of the uh, cypress paneling it's beautiful here it really is yeah, it turned out nice we're yeah. real happy with it and uh, get a lot of positive feedback about Good. it so what is what's bricks doing that's different than the hardware store then what uh, what can we do here is it just bigger um, space that you needed, or the two of the key things are production? So there's okay, a right. thirty barrel brew house where down the street at hardware store there's a three barrel brew house. So it's going to allow us to do more production and distribution for uh, specific products as well as a kitchen. So we have a full, fully staffed kitchen here. We can do a full menu uh, here. There's not much to eat on this side of on the um, south side of Titusville. Right. So this gives us an opportunity to focus on some key menu items and do some different things that uh, Titusville hasn't seen. And um, and as far as the, you know, the East Coast, Brevard County um, doesn't approach right. uh, menu-wise. So it's a little different in both aspects, but um, truly a degree of separation between the two locations to give the customer um, a different opportunity a different experience at both locations yeah and titusville a lot of listeners you know if what we like are people are coming into florida they listen to the podcast uh and there is a home base of florida listen to the podcast titusville they haven't heard that word yet in this you know few weeks that we've been doing this what do you see in titusville what made what made playa linda come into titusville i guess uh big fish small pond what, what was what I'm a, I'm a native of Orlando, um, so to um, what we saw is a void in Titusville. Titusville right. is one of the older cities in Florida, and um, we just saw that void in here. There was no, there was a couple of bars that had um, craft beers, mm-hmm. but there was obviously no breweries on this side of town. So we saw that opportunity as well for me being from Orlando to have something 20 minutes away from Orlando. Yeah. Uh, downtown Orlando is roughly 40 minutes away. Mm-hmm. It's really not that far from, uh, removed from the Orlando area, but it gives. Uh, we're seeing a lot of customers coming out from Orlando. And you're right here. You're an eye's view of the beach. Like, there's the water right there. I mean, well, I guess this was... The river. The river. Uh, you know, you see Cape Canaveral from here. You could, you know. So I think it's just... It, it's amazing that you're just taking that 40-minute drive. It's an easy drive. Uh, we kind of make that joke uh, with Central 28 being our first episode. DeBerry's not far. That's one of their hashtags. If you like a good beer, you want it fresh, you will drive out to it. And it's a good Sunday. You could come out here on a Saturday, a Sunday, spend a day, and get amazing beers. Native to Florida, I guess, what have you seen in Florida? Has it changed a lot for you in Orlando or, like, growing up? Like, where do we live? Where, do, where were we well, born? Well, maybe just, to, maybe just to give you a little background. Um, yeah, Definitely. 
I was born the son of a sharecropper. No, I'm joking. It's a horrible <laughs> joke, but uh, um, <laughs> um, went to UCF and okay. uh, saw kind of a um, trend in the movement. I started homebrewing um, out of necessity. I couldn't afford um, good beer, so I started just making it. Right. So long story short, started working for a shipyard back in... Um, 1996 mm-hmm. and worked for them for 15 years had a brewery at the airport um, and then uh, started consulting and doing some work with Premier Stainless and worked with them for a while uh, and then also started working for Cask and Larder right. in Winter Park and which led me uh, to a consulting gig out here in Titusville okay. and where I met my current business partners Brian and Donna Scott and through that time, had always worked with my wife, who uh, who's an amazing accountant and knows numbers and spreadsheets really well, and that um, brought us kind of together at a, uh, a meeting over over too many beers and and brought us to where we are today. Nice. So, UCF, we weren't going to school for brewing, correct? What, what did we go to UCF for? What was going on there? No, oddly enough, I was in uh, engineering school. Okay. Uh, I worked for the School of Optics or Creole at the time. And did some um, some mild research type stuff with them, and at the same time I was working on my master's degree in computer engineering. Right, and that's when um, that's when I met up with a grad student that said, "Hey, I'm going to be homebrewing tonight, and uh, you want to come over?" And really, then, yeah, uh, University of Central Florida. That's where it started, huh? Yep. Yeah. And who was that? Who was your friend? His name is Jim Scheid. And what's Jim doing now? Do you know? Do you still speak to he, him? Or oh yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a good close friend. Uh, he lives in. Just outside of Atlanta, he works for uh, Cisco, not the food, okay. the electronics company, not okay. the food provider. Right. And then, actually, food. So you mentioned Cask and Larder, which came up in uh, two episodes ago. We had uh, Garrett Ward over at at uh, Red Cypress. He worked at Cask and Larder. Did you guys work together? Did you did you cross paths there? or was um, When I started there, um, actually, Garrett and his um, girlfriend, Mandy, yeah. um, actually worked for us at... Um, the shipyard emporium where we're at a nano brewery at the that's time that's right yeah um, that's but they right. he came in he was uh, he, uh he came in i think he was probably 21 at the time yeah and uh, mandy was bartending and garrett was in the kitchen um he was an exciting home brewer and he just uh i don't know there's there's certain people i run into in the beer business where you just go that guy's got the uh, the eye of the tiger if you will yeah and there's yeah there's not too many people that I can say that have that. Good. And he he was one of them. Of course, I've probably never told him that. But oh, well, he listens. He's a subscriber, so he's going to hear that. And that that's amazing. I love hearing that that you guys listen to this. And it's I think it's also funny that sometimes people have to do their homework. But right. uh, no, he did. He listened, and uh, it was good to hear that he he's amazing. He's a really good kid. Uh, he got the award um, back in Denver last year. Uh, for the hybrid, got a silver in the hybrid, and could you ever imagine that for Red Cypress getting like that? I mean, did he? When we see Eye of the Tiger, well, of course, see a lot more going for him. Of course, because I trained yeah. Garrett. No, yeah, I'm joking. That's, uh, no, Garrett, Garrett's a good guy. He uh, obviously listens well, so he's uh, he's come a long way from yeah. uh, from those days of uh, of cooking at Ethos and uh, and home brewing. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a he's a good guy, and uh, Ryan over at Red Cypress, uh, they're all doing great things. They and are, it's good to see. yeah. And uh, you say that with ethos. I mean, you it's a vegan kitchen back up. You know, I guess right where Shipyard was. Uh, yeah, so, right down the road. Right down the road. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't even know what that Shipyard building is anymore. I know Rollins kicked out the last place there. Um, 
I just don't even think it's a real building anymore. It, it doesn't look like it's. Yeah, I think been their used. goal was to turn it into a bookstore. Yeah, that's whether it is or not. I yeah, it became a Frankenstein's with, you know, it was good to have more beers there for Rollins, and then they just took it out. Um, but yeah, a cask and larder. You had the ravenous pig. Now it's becoming one again. Um, anybody we still speak to over there? Anybody that you that's working over there? Uh, Are they brewing? Uh, Larry's brewing, and, and I know he's got a, an assistant or two. I'm not sure. I haven't met those guys, or if I did. Oh, you have. Sorry met if okay. I did meet you. I forgot. <laughs> um, I'm horrible with uh, names and memory, but uh, but um, no. Larry and I have been good friends for many years, and yeah, he's a good uh, dude. and we've um, kind of kept in touch here and there. Good, yeah. And uh, did Julie and, and James bring you on there? And oh, they're they're awesome. They're, yeah. They were great to work with. Um, and um, and transition and to build that uh, brewery for them. It's a I think it's an awesome um, it was an awesome build out. It was great to work with them. I learned a lot, um, and I think they learned a lot from yeah. me as well. Um, but it was good to 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 do that build out and have that experience there. And I learned uh, the the I think one of the highlights was working with their chefs mm-hmm. and the chefs that came through there because um, they're so focused and so dedicated. Yeah, they are, and they have such a passion. Um, even the guys, that, and I hate to say it, even the guys that were washing dishes, you learn so much from those guys because they brought in the right people yeah. and had the right people working there that it was just an interesting um, uh, time frame for me to work there and learn a lot, so much from the from the Petrakis family and even uh, James's dad that's been in the business for years. We had a couple of good conversations that you know I didn't you know didn't think of much at the time but just uh, in hindsight it was uh, it was a great experience we say 25 years ago uh beer uh ucf the night of home brewing what did it what did it what made you say this taste right here i could do this again and again and again what, what beer was that well, that's a that's a that's a good question brian um it's it's hard to pinpoint one thing but right. i knew i knew about food um, I connected the two and kind of just realized um, that there was more to it than just the liquid itself, that it was more of what made it what it is. So nice. more of the culture and everything else that went into it. Um, for instance, just to just to dive into a style, it wasn't about the style. It was about what made that style, what went into that style, what went into that history of that beer. Um and where it came from and its background and everything else because it was, you know, how did that evolve? What made it popular? What makes that one area do what it does? For instance, um, uh, the German um, the German salt beer, the style escapes my head right now, but, the, but why would someone drink a salty beer? Yeah, yeah, why is salt and gozas or sours? Exactly. Yeah, you get the funk in there. and I mean, yeah, Westbrook goes Or Hainer, the, the smoked oak yeah. smoked wheat. You know, why would anybody do that to themselves as a brewer? It makes no sense to me. But there is a tradition there, and the wheat was grown right there. The It was right near the uh, smoked beer region. You know, there's so many things that tie into it. But what makes that region drink that beer? Yeah. That That's what really drove me into styles and specifics of water profiles and nice. and uh, recipe driven kind of qu- uh, questions that before I would brew something um, being a science background and a and a little bit of research in my background I had to research everything about it before I would actually brew it and try to brew that apex apogee type beer that met those um, qualities of what that beer should be who were you reading then like what were you reading back then 
Oh, the internet, because the internet doesn't lie. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's... but I was, uh, I was on, I had an email account, I guess it was on DARPAnet. Uh, okay. Yeah. Back before there was email, it yeah. was a DARPAnet, Darpa, yeah. um, or the internet, it was DARPAnet, but... Yeah. Um, but back then, world. you could pull up the the water profiles from around the world and what they were historically and what they were now, and to try to mimic. Back then, it was to mimic those water profiles to make those styles of beers. Because um, I always looked at, um, and everybody's heard this; it's probably listening to this. But um, uh, a beer glass is ninety five percent water. Water to me was a key ingredient, so I always focused on water. It's funny. No, we haven't even brought that up yet in any of these in the six weeks we've done this. Nobody has even really mentioned water and really how much is in there. Well, they weren't listening to me yeah. originally. Then <laughs> I'm joking. But no, uh, it's it's fun to hear because a lot of people talk about a lot about food. Um, do you cook a lot? Is that something you do back back at home or for years? Is there uh, was food a big part of your journey to get into beer? A little bit, but yeah. uh, I, I like to think that I have a, a pretty good food palate yeah. and, uh, and a tasting palate. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was always interested in food and, and not that I would eat um, amazing food all the time or try to cook amazing food all the time. But, you know, every once in a while, once a week, once a month or so uh, to, you know, to sit in the kitchen for, for, you know, 10 to 12 hours and make everything from scratch. Awesome. It's a good day. It's yeah. a it's a fun day. Um, I certainly can't do it every day, but I've never formally worked in a kitchen right. outside of uh, you know what little I did at shipyard and uh, and tried to infuse myself in the kitchen a lot at Caskin Larder to try to make sure that things were paired up nicely. Good. And um, the guys over there, Reese, uh, back in the day, Jason Campbell, who's um, moved up north, but um, Reese, um, uh, you know, amazing chef, and there's some amazing um, talent there that it was really good to have uh, some conversations with, you know, Juan when he was opening the kitchen in the day. Nobody else was in there to sit back there and, and, and chat with taste. him about yeah. food and taste and hear his philosophy on marinades and his philosophy on hot sauces and, and to really yeah. dive into it. Um, a good example, we have a, a, pepper, a pepper beer on tap right now, and it stems back from those conversations I had with Juan. Right, right. Where we're roasting the poblano peppers to achieve the maximum flavor out of them and using serrano peppers to to get the, the you know the right heat level out of the beer and to me the beer is you know if it was a pepper beer that's the way it should be to where it's not too hot right. but you get a lot still- of pepper flavor and there's a lot going on there, so that it's fun to see that we're doing that with beer. Uh, which beer is that here? Just in case if someone comes to the, uh, in, it's on the tap now. It's called Peppa Peppa. Peppa it's Peppa. just a blonde ale that's infused with uh, right. with those two peppers. But the way they were treated and infused into the beer, it's um, it's an interesting experience. And we like coffee. So, uh, um, what coffee are we using now for beers? Like. Yeah, right now, we yeah. used to. I used to deal with uh, uh, Jarrett over at Lineage. Um, I, I love using locally uh, um, procured ingredients. So uh, down in Cocoa Beach, uh, Bob at Wahoo Coffee does some. He's um, he's been there for years. Amazing roaster. Um, I use his organic uh, mocha java. Okay. And a lot of our beers right now, we have our uh, our red ale that's um, treated with uh, with that coffee. I so it's got a nice red, red ale. ale and. I like a coffee um, red ale. I can thank Mike from 1010 for, for doing the one of the first ones I've had on a mm-hmm. red ale. Normally, I like a blonde ale or right. something where you get those kind of um, shocking flavors of, hey, this shouldn't taste dark, but this blonde ale tastes like a stout kind of right. feel. 
and we'll have one of those coming out soon that actually has cocoa and uh, coffee in it. But um, but yeah, Mike does a, I can't, uh, something challenged or something. Oh, get out of here. It's going to kill me because I love it. I love it. I just had it two weeks ago. Um, Miss chronically managed or something yeah. like that. It's like, yeah. And uh, so we talk chronically about Mr. Mismanaged. Wallace. Yeah, that's it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And we talk about Mike Wallace. How long have we known him? Because he was, what, episode two? They were episode two. So how long have we known Mike Wallace over there and Patrick and everybody at 1010? Um, Mike Mike goes back a ways. He he clean he may have mentioned this, I don't know. He cleaned kegs for me at shipyard for a while. He was um he was another guy with the with that eye of the tiger kind of feel from way back Definitely. when and he just approached me about cleaning kegs and coming into uh just to learn. Yeah. And uh he didn't live too far from the airport at the time, but he would come in um and just work and work and work and uh he had a interesting life story in the beer business right okay. um from then to now yeah but yeah he's a good guy he's I've a really good a guy yeah and he spoke highly of you and obviously your beer speak highly for you so let's get into some of these uh what you've been doing with beer because we have a list of awards uh we talk about shipyard and we said we came into shipyard uh what was that on uh, 90 when when did you start? Ninety six, ninety seven ish. Yeah, okay. we started construction on at the airport. Right. I know awards started coming in. Did you ever think with shipyard? I obviously you're going to put your passion into it, but did we think beer was going to be what it is? I can't say right now. Let's say even five years ago. Even five years ago, it became such a big deal, and now we're seeing brewery after brewery after brewery opening up in here in Florida. Did you ever see this happening in Florida? Like the whole this happening no and that now, might be an easy uh, easy way to answer it yeah I, I could see the trend of uh especially what drove me to cask and larder one of the one of the trends especially with ravenous pig is going to that locally sourced um provided kind of thing i mm-hmm. could see that growing and then the the premise was that yeah beer is going to be the same way and people are going to go back to that so then we saw that influx that huge crazy trend of every brewery being built and like the city of sanford i think is going to have five breweries can you believe it soon it's yeah. it's just hard to believe that is, it's insane that's going uh, on up there i want to say there's like 60 in tampa now yeah i don't know if ian has a better number <laughs> it's it's about 60 in we the tampa the area yeah. he yeah. just <laughs> nodded so yeah um but it you know to think of that number when i started um in the in the beer business, there was nine breweries in Florida. And you you win your first award when uh, nineteen ninety five. You get brewer of the year. I I, I know sure. I I'm, a humble, <laughs> I'm a humble guy, so uh, if you say that, yeah, I'll yeah, say, and uh, you did, yeah, and you did, and uh, that's amazing to me to see back then. Like, was there competition back then? And and that's 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 still crazy that they were having that for Florida. And yeah, yeah. Well, back then it was. Uh, I think it was more homebrew based before that. Okay, um, homebrew of the year. Yes, you did get homebrew um, of the year. And what'd that feel like? That'd be, that'd be crazy. You know, it was. Uh, it was some of that was for uh, brewing lambic, and that was when nobody okay. really approached it. that, and mm-hmm. it was kind of even hard to say that that was good or bad. But back then, nobody was doing it, so to approach that style, like I said before, to approach it on the purest level to try to cultivate those bottle dregs and to cultivate those uh yeast and wild yeast and and bacteria strains that uh that nobody was using back then it just contributed to that uh apex style lambic and now you're home brewing you have this freedom to do whatever you want 
shipyard, you're coming in. Are you still given that freedom? Can you still do what you want to do over there? Did they give you full freedom to say, make this beer this way? Or was no, there at, a certain... At Shipyard, and um, uh, their their recipes are tried and true. Um, they work really well in the New England area. Right. And the challenge for me at that point was to brew that beer right. consistently. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about my my past or what I could do to that beer. They wanted that beer brewed the way it is up there. How would you feel about that? Was that... Well, like I said, that's a challenge. That was a challenge for me to to brew their beer the right. way they wanted it brewed, and not, you know, throw an extra handful of something in to make it my way, right. but to brew it, uh, you know, the Alan Pugsley way. And there's only one way; it's his way or the highway. So, right. so that was the challenge for me back then was to make, um, to, like, to make Old Thumper the way it is brewed over in England. Actually, originally, to oh. to try to mimic that uh, in Florida. Which was kind of tough because the water profile is different, but you know that's what. That's true. Um, we go back to that. The water from you know up north to here totally different. Um, but that's what that's what kind of got me into that job was they knew that I could do that kind of stuff and maintain their standards. So from from there, when we go to shipyard, uh, now we just go right down the street. Uh, what was that? Now having the freedom to be able to do something at cask and larder, what was that like? You were given more right there, right? Well, in between that, there oh. was a, we we, we oh, did some right. distribution. Um, I kind of played sales rep uh, for the state of Florida and did some other um, marketing and stuff like that, which was pretty boring and not my cup of tea, if you will. Was there more tasting then instead of brewing? Like, were uh, you able to taste more beers? Oh, uh, it was selling. It was just and, selling, uh, huh? And I'm laughing at Ian right now because because uh, he does all the selling here, so uh, <laughs> uh, I don't have to do that's, that anymore. Yeah, that's kind his of thing. Job. Yeah. Um, but uh, in between there, the Shipyard Emporium was a 22-gallon nano brewery mm-hmm. um, that I did have the freedom to kind of go back to my roots okay. and brew Good. whatever I want and to make happen whatever happened. And it was awesome because I could brew anything under the sun, and unfortunately, it sold right away. So there was beers that I was like really super excited about and super happy with, but yeah. they were usually gone the next day. Crazy. And it was... Uh, that was a good and a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but that, that kind of opened up my um, uh, an opportunity uh, to see what was what else was going on in Florida. And like I said, started um, doing some consulting for Premier Stainless that was building breweries around the country. And um, just the not building them from the ground up, but doing the, the brewery side of things. So helped them. Also helped with... Um, a brewery in Gainesville called Tall Pauls or Alligator Brewing Company okay. and helped them do a build out and did some other smaller projects. Uh, but it was exciting to have that opportunity to be approached by uh, uh, by James and Julie. At the time, I had helped build their draft system at uh, oh. the original Ravenous Pig location okay. and uh, just kept in touch with them, kept in contact with them and said, hey, we should... Maybe think about doing a, you know, if the opportunity ever arises, let's let's, let's try to do beers. something. And at the same time, uh, always knew Larry, the bartender, uh, the I'm sorry, the bar manager, uh, um, that's um, been at Ravenous Pig since they pretty much since they opened, and always kept a conversation with him. Traveled to Belgium with him, spent uh, two weeks with him and some other local beer geeks over in Belgium, and toured awesome. breweries. You know, did three a day for two weeks. I think it was and uh, learned a lot there as well but um the opportunity came up with uh in speaking with larry and james and julie to do cask and larder and that was a that was a big 
a big step out of a company after working for them for 15 years, but realizing that it, you know, my time was done. I, it was time for me to move on and do something different. So any brothers, sisters, siblings, or like, did you, or was there anybody that you learned beer from or was it, I mean, was it just like, where did the passion of beer come? It had to happen before UCF. So was there somebody like, like did dad sneak a beer in for you or what, like when did beer make sense to you? Well, my, uh, I always heard stories from, uh, growing up, my grandfather made beer and root beer growing up. He was a uh, child of prohibition times and okay. the depression era. So he, he was very uh, frugal and, um, brewed beer out of the garage and out of the basement back in the day. And when I was growing up, my dad made wine from Florida grapes. Get out, really? Um, That's awesome. So I, I didn't have an appreciation for it, per right. se, but I remember you know, seeing the, the fermenters bubbling and, yeah. and uh, the smells and the, the, the tastes and, uh, and you know, eating grapes out of the hallway when, when he, a pallet of grapes showed up. He, yeah. he did it in bulk, um, kind of, sort of. So, uh, but I, I just remember that growing up. I knew um, you could brew beer at home, but it wasn't until um, Jim Scheid kind of, uh, put the put the light bulb over my head and right. said, "Here, here's how it's done," kind of thing. And what did Dad do? Was it was he obviously he wasn't a winemaker in Florida, was he? Or like, no, he's an really? engineer uh, with uh, with uh, General Electric okay. uh, Aeronautics, and uh, so you were a, you were following in his footsteps when going into UCF, yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. And then Mom, like, uh, what was she like growing up? Um, she cooked a lot yeah. and uh, made for a happy family. Yeah, my mom too. She doesn't cook as much anymore, I heard. So, nope, she just <laughs> nodded no, which is an honor, guys. My mom is here with me uh, for this one. So, uh, people do know my mom lives in Vegas, so I don't get to see her maybe more than maybe once every two years. So, it's and, good to have you here. And now so. you're putting her through this. Yeah, I know. No, listening she's, to she's, me. <laughs> oh, she's listening to and me. <laughs> so, that's the thing. It's like usually she's the one who does the talking. So, Jillian right now is going. <laughs> so, thanks, Ma. Uh, so, so Mom cooked. Uh, what was your favorite thing Mom ever made? Because I have mine. I know my favorite food. Well, it was a hand-me-down recipe from my grandmother, which was sauerbraten. And my grandmother used to make it. Um, uh, I don't have... Um, she didn't make it often, but my mom made it, um, you know, once a quarter. So, I don't I don't know the time frame. But she, the sauerbraten thing was one of those real eclectic... Um, off-the-wall recipes that just uh, kind of opens your eyes a little bit to say how, wow, this is different. Yeah, and, that's true. And all the sides and stuff like that that is, came along with it. Our great-grandparents, great-great-great-grandparents, where are they from? Is, are they from Europe? or was uh, it? I've never done that No, lineage. neither have I. I, th- I, th- I want to say Germany and England, but I'm not. It sounds, I mean, like, you know, talking, having, I think having that palate, I think, you know, it's just, it's funny to hear, and then Sauerbrunn, it's, that sounds good, though. But, um, so we come into here. I, we need to talk about uh, where we are now. So when we meet Brian and Donna, they, they bring you in. Now you get full everything you want to do here. Is that what happens here? When after a few drinks, after a few too many, congratulations, you're opening the brewery. Uh, how'd that go? What was first day like? Was it... Well, they they had already started the construction of the brewery. Okay, they had um, talked to um, a couple of home brewers, um, but they kind of leaned on me as to say, "What do we do next?" Um, right. My first question to them, the first time I'd met them, is, "Why do you want to get in the beer business?" Their 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 background is the lighting business. Uh, my partner Brian 
uh, used to be a, um, a deputy, um, hmm. pl- uh, Titusville Police Department, and then a county um, air service um, uh, after 9 11. Uh, Donna um, used to be a nurse, and so they had no restaurant, bar, brewery, beer background at all. So that was my first question to them, and, and it, I think they took a step back. But um, really, that's where I kind of came in as a consultant and said, "Well, I can help you with this, and, and I was trying to get you through this." They had already bought the equipment mm-hmm. that we have down at the uh, hardware store, and uh, and already had some uh, a game plan in mind. Um, and as a consultant, did you think that at first? Did you say, look, I'll consult you, I'll help you get your feet on the ground, or did you just go? That was the initial step. That was, right? Okay. Yeah. But the, sounds like the first question is, why are you, you going to do this to yourself? Because you're, uh, anybody in going, that wants to open up a restaurant or a bar is destined to fail, in my opinion. If you've mm-hmm. never done it before... I They're like, already married, so why get married to something else? Right. You know? It's like, yeah. I like steak, I'm going to open up a restaurant. Right. I like beer, let's open up a brewery. It just doesn't work that way. Right. You probably have heard this before, but the you know how to get rich in the beer business. Start rich. That's true. No, so we haven't. Like you know, I mean, because we we have golden eyes. We want to make this amazing. We want to be in every every state, every distributor. You right. know, uh, one day will we see a Anheuser Busch commercial with their Clydesdales and all that? Or and then next thing you know, are we going to see? like other breweries being able to have a Super Bowl commercial. And, right. you know, we, we do this not with that. I, I, I know it's the passion. I know it's the love, what comes next, you know, and hopefully just getting asses in the seats is awesome. You know, you want people to come here and drink here. So right now, how many beers have we had? How many have you made here? Do you know, do you know off the top of your head? At hardware store, I want to say we're at two 260 batches or so okay um, and growing um here we're um five months old um and yeah september right on the larger system it's kind of tough to just start cranking them out we've just started distributing through cavalier distributing um in the central florida bavard and jacksonville region good and it's one of those um slow growth things Mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of slow growth and instead of just um uh, sending truckloads of beer to the state of Florida and trying to figure it out. Right, I'd, I'd right. rather grow it slowly and make sense of the accounts that we have and the accounts that we're going to get and grow it smart instead of letting stuff sit out there and and go bad, if you will, or yeah. go stale before it's time. I'd rather get product out to uh, accounts that are going to sell it and appreciate it than mm-hmm. accounts that are just going to sit on it. So where can we go? We're in Jacksonville. We're in Brevard. Even um, Central Florida, I know I could go to some of the brew pubs and drink there. Where can we go, though? Where can someone go and pick up uh, some beers? And which beers are those that we could pick up? I, I, w- I wish I had the list in front of me. I'm staring at Ian right now. Um, <laughs> but in general, uh, Gnarly Barley usually has us on. Red Light, Red Always. Light. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of World of Beers that are going to have us on. Just Brass ask tap. for uh, Play Linda. You know, what do you have from Playland? A brass Tap, yeah, mm-hmm. Winter Park. Yeah. Um, I'm able to drink there all the time. Uh, have uh, you one of your beers there at I'm all I'm looking time. at Ian. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's lately, it's kind of been changing. A lot of accounts are putting us on. and More um, accounts. Is it more accounts? Less, it is more growing. Than less? Oh, good, good. But I, I don't want to give you an account and send that somebody is. there that <laughs> no, doesn't. No, 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 it makes sense, yeah. But, uh, no, but it's, it is a good list. I mean, so far, you already have a good list. You know, it's, it's gnarly barley. Uh, I know your beers go well with their mac and cheese. 
<laughs> if anybody's listening yeah. right now, that jalapeno mac and cheese, if you're ever at Gnarly Barley, and even at their GB bottle shop, the Gnarly Barley, uh, Gnarly Barley bottle shop, uh, Trace has Plyland in there at any time you need it, and it's awesome. They're such good kids. Yeah. I, I love what they're doing. I like how you call them kids. I, I guess they'll call them kids, too. I guess, right? I mean, he's a kid. <laughs> He's going to kill me because he listens, but I'm 42 now. So it's like, I think he's actually all right at my age. So, and yeah, so, they've been, uh, um, Trace and all those guys and Joey and, uh, those guys have been great supporters of ours. And, yeah, they uh, have, right? uh, we used to do some distribution out of cask and larder and they were big into, uh, they would support us then and they're supporting us now. And, uh, you know, that's a, a shameless plug, but they're, uh, but they're, um, between them and Brent at red light and, I know Garrett just put one of our kegs on at, mm-hmm. at Red Cypress, yeah. um, but we're also seeing a huge um, following up in Jacksonville right now. Um, yeah, that's coming up bottle, soon for us. Bottle shop. Ian's not looking at me, but uh, there's one there's a bunch of accounts yeah. in Jacksonville that are doing really well. Uh, Cavaliers got a great sales team up there, and they're hitting it hard. So we're uh, we're doing it, and then. Uh, uh, soon we'll have some uh, some great accounts in the Titusville area as well. What are what was the first beer that you made here? What was like the first flavor that you were able to make here? Do you remember the first day? Do you remember day one working here? Like um, there, uh, I'm a big fan of a of a varied menu, so it kind of appeals to all drinkers. So I've uh, I've always tried to focus on having those eclectic beers as long as well as some of those approachable. Um, gateway beers, if you will. Mm-hmm. So having a, a solid blonde on, to me, is a good transition beer from to have somebody ask for a pilsner or something light that you can steer them in the direction of of our bottomless blonde. And to me, that's uh, the uh, one of the first beers I focused on because I knew it would be a big seller for us. And it's uh, by far it's the number one seller for us. Nice because it's a here at Bricks, it's an easy approachable beer for that pairs well with food. And lines up well with the that transition drinker that doesn't that normally drinks a a Seven Eleven beer, if yeah, you will, I was just and then so to transition them into something with a little bit of flavor. And hopefully, they're gonna you know in a couple months they're gonna go, wow, I'm drinking IPAs now because mm-hmm. the blonde does have a little citrusy feel right. to it. There's starting a little, to kick in. Yeah, there's a little hop character to it, but uh, but it's not you know a super light nothing beer. So we're a Cicerone. How long have we been one? Like, uh, I guess, when when did you take your courses to become one? When when did that become an attraction to you? Like to say, I want to learn more about beer. When did that happen? Well, we used to do the the Real Ale Festival in Chicago. Ray Daniels organized that. Um, so I've known not on a huge level, but I've known Ray for for many years. And when I heard he was starting up this program, he was in town in Orlando, actually. Doing the first test in Florida, um, proctoring, I guess is the word, the first test in, in Florida. And he said, Yeah, but it's tomorrow. So I remember calling, I think it was Mike Wallace and um, Paul, Paul Mahoney, who used to run um, Underground over at UCF. Um, huh. I can't remember the bar name, but it yeah. was. Uh, and there's so many that have changed. Over the years in UCF, I mean. But anyway, Paul called me and yeah. said, "Hey, let's let's do it." So I called Ray and said, "All right, I'll take the test tomorrow." And uh, get out. But it was a uh, but it was uh, one of those night before cram study sessions because I didn't know that much about it, but I knew it was one of those things where, um, you know, it's a piece of paper on the wall. I've been doing it for this long. 
let's right. let's give it a try. It'll help Ray out. I'll do it. So, and what was it like taking the test? I mean, for anybody that wants to do this, because this is going to be this is going to be huge. Anybody wants to become a vineyard uh, in like the Northwest? You have everybody wants to have a vineyard now. So, you know, you have to be a sommelier. So here in Florida, and any advice you could give anybody? Like, what's it like to? What's the process like to become a Cicerone? Yeah, the certified. Uh, it's like taking your GRE of beer. It's the. Um, it's a. It's a day long test. Uh, I want to say it was like three, three and a half hours written. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a verbal. There's a. There's a lot going on. Um, it, tasting. Yeah, the tasting portion. It's a, it's a mind eraser. When I remember walking out of there and just being a little numb at the really? end of the test. It, and you have to know sales. I mean, it gets really in-depth. It's crazy how in-depth it gets. I, I yeah, hear. but the, the, to go on the background of uh, beer styles and uh, and the BJCP stuff, um, which is in my background, I'm a not a high level, but a beer judge as well from way back when. Um, but it all comes together as you are that guy on staff that needs to know everything about beer mm-hmm. and if someone has a question you got to answer it so and what was it like being a beer judge like what is it what is it like what was your first being able to like give an award to somebody what was that like it, it's eye-opening in some points uh but I also and i i've gone back and done it a couple of times uh it's been a while but i've gone back to do it because i'm always interested to see what the new guys are up to mm-hmm. and what new flavors and um out of like if you do a flight of nine beers, there's usually one in there where you go, this is pretty interesting. Good. And yeah. there's probably six that you go, these are horrible. But and you that's can say just, that, right? That's my I mean, hypercritical... Are they in front of you when you do this? No, too? no it's that a blind. Thing. You don't okay. know who they are. Yeah, you, you don't know who they are. That's uh, true. It's just uh, two or three judges sitting around and evaluating it and talking out loud and writing notes down and, and hopefully giving some feedback to the, to the home brewer so they know hopefully how to improve on it or mm-hmm. do it better or or give them a pat on the back and say you're doing it well keep doing what you're doing kind of a thing yeah because i know a lot of people as we've been doing this for the we came up with the idea obviously last year talking to a lot of people they're always saying like is it something you're interested in i mean no i uh you even asked do you drink beer when we came in and it's a good honest question it, it, it is is there it is brewing in my future no probably not uh i am meeting a lot of amazing people jeff and i are having the best time of our lives and but it's so passionate it's crazy i've been in film for 17 years and finally for me to see in not even 17 months the heart of a community community i love the community the second you bring up mike wallace my heart it's a flutter. Like, I have little hearts pinging because he's such an amazing dude. Uh, we had, like, the same upbringing of skateboarding, punk rock, and that comes out in the second episode. So if you haven't listened, everybody, please listen to the second episode of 1010 Brewing with Mike Wallace. But um, we love this community. And you're still sta- – even though you are far east and everybody's back in the homeland where you started, do you miss it? Do you miss the community? Uh, do you miss being able to maybe every weekend getting together, every two weeks? I mean – no, I'm currently a, a member of the homebrew club out here called SAZ, S-A-A-Z. It's okay. the Space Coast um, Association for the Advancement of Zybergy. Um But there, some of their members come in, and I still keep in touch with them and talk to them. I'm not active in the, in homebrewing per se, um, only because I'm doing it on the 1,000-gallon yeah. level right now. This not is that your it's home. homebrewing, but it's, right. uh, it's hard to... Uh, 
it's hard to go home and do that in my garage after doing it all day. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, uh, but I still keep in touch with them, and I'm still they still drop bottles off for me to try and and asking you know what's good and bad about it, and uh, I usually end up just saying, "You sure you want me to do this?" Because it may hurt a little, but no, uh, but you know, being honest is. You, it's they, part of the fun. It's part of the fun. And what's sad is that uh, we had more of the fun with our... We do a thing called Brutally Honest, where we open it up to the social media, and we kind of let somebody come out there and just say, all right, ask that question. Like, for Ron this week, it was Shane over at Hourglass, and he just wanted to know... Fucking Shane, right? Fucking Shane, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, with fucking Shane, he wants to know, which is weird, but I'm taking my mom out to eat uh, brunch, and there's Shane walking up right there going, hey, man, what's going on in College Park? Uh, and he lives right there. He wanted to know, what are you listening in your car right now? And we laughed our asses off because, like, what music are you listening to right now in, in the car? I um, think it's an inside joke about, like, your music. You are so dedicated to like eclectic music so what are you listening to yeah i have no uh musical background of playing training or anything it's just listening um back in the day there was a a strange phase of uh industrial music and uh so i still uh like if you go in the brewery right now there's probably some skinny puppy playing and some some um zed neubotten uh, hell yeah that goes way back and uh and maybe some cure thrown in there, but then uh, it, it progressed. But it all goes to me. It all goes back to the blues, and I love the blues. And there's something uh, in, uh, inherent in the blues about working and and struggling and uh, and making the best of a situation. That I, I don't know. There's always muddy waters and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Junior Kimbrough playing. It drives the assistant brewers nuts. In fact, we had to put a a checkbox in one of the forms or something that you know ron you know is it ron's music kind of thing is there an issue with ron's music playing because it's i don't know they have is there though no that that helps makes the music i mean makes the beer you said that in the beginning so i I give them an opportunity to uh chime in and if they're offended by the music i don't want to offend anybody because sometimes a cuss word will be said and i don't want to offend anybody but they have an opportunity to kind of let me know what music they would want to listen to so uh, I, I may not play it, but I give them that opportunity to uh, chime in. Um, so it, it is what it is. It's just a crazy um, eclectic playlist of uh, from noise to the blues to uh, love it to Tool. And, yeah, uh, you wouldn't and, you wouldn't know this looking at me. The you know, but the Cocteau Twins are one of my. They are. I think honestly, Elizabeth Frazier is my favorite. Uh, female vocalist of all time you know i people are shocked with like nina simone or billy holiday no there was something about elizabeth Fraser. land of rape and honey by ministry is right. seriously a perfect album from start to finish right. and this is what i was raised on um you know yeah, it's funny to have uh, lisa gerard dead can dance mm-hmm. um doing her some of her uh very operatic sounds and people just look at me like who that's so crazy. I just listened to Ministry. Why, who is this? What yeah. is this? See, I love that. And I love, like, going back in the first thing that probably start, that will open this episode. Uh, yeah, I think whatever you are passionately listening to will help what you're building be what it is. And I, I don't know what a Cocteau Twins beer would probably feel like for me. But, uh, you know, but they are, there is nothing like it. There was nothing like the Cocteau Twins for me. Well, you uh, got to start brewing then because yeah. that, that's the only way you're going to find out. Yeah, I have to try my own Cocteau Twins beer. But to um, answer his question, it's NPR. It's NPR. Okay. In the, in the car, it's, yeah. it's NPR or Tom and Dan 
when they're on at, nice. at um, you know, uh, drive time right ish, seven o'clock ish, or whatever time they're on. Yeah, yeah, or, they uh, right. Yeah. Sometimes not... getting into the brewery is uh, very early in the morning, so I get to listen to them between five and six. I think it is. They do a replay at five and six a.m. Yeah. So I listen to them then as well. But they're they're funny. They're local guys. Yeah, and they, local guys. They, uh, they, um, they're putting it on the map right now, and I, yeah, and they, yeah, that's a thing too. Um, we would love to talk to them soon because they really are doing great things for for Florida, Florida in general, people anywhere up and down here, and the country. People do know who Tom and Dan right. are. It's amazing. And it's, uh, like, it's eclectic because they they will steer that conversation with you, mm-hmm. and you will get three questions in, and the rest of it will it's be just, sporadic, <laughs> yeah. um, driving down a dirt road kind of conversation and i love that i do uh so the future of playa linda let's talk um what are some of the things we could we could uh talk about are we allowed to talk about something coming up a distillery is supposed to be popping up um yeah once um we're working on a packaging line so we'll have uh some cans coming out mm -hmm. um i i can't even give you a time frame i don't want to give you a time frame but hopefully in the next six months or so we'll have uh some package product coming out um, working on sours. Um, I'll, How's that going? I'll sample you out some sours here before you leave, and uh, make sure you you try those because it harkens back to those really old cultures that I grew up a long time exactly. ago. And we were fortunate enough to get Zwanzi Day here last year, um, and had had a couple of sour beers on that I think were uh, received really well. Good um, with the crowd that was here. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, we're going to go to uh, distilling in the outcrop building that's out in the parking lot and do some stuff there and then uh, really focus on distribution and getting some of the beers out, in, both in package and, and also um, looking at taking this bar to a different level and doing cocktail service, mm, okay. uh, doing specialty cocktails, hopefully with our distilled spirits out of this bar. Nice. And the food here, what kind of food are we looking at at the Bricks? Like, what kind of food are we seeing? Uh, Justin Medina is our, our chef here, and he's doing some amazing kind of uh, both traditional, you know, burgers and fries, but along the same lines, he's also doing some interesting fusion things with, like, tempura shrimp and Good. kimchi uh, with a My curry favorite. sauce. So it's a, it's a weird uh, take on food, but it's a good pub feel. Uh, right now we have redfish on the menu and uh, for more of a traditional, but you can always get a Bavarian pretzel and kind of it's a right. good mix of a that, little bit of beer. everything. But so where did Justin come from? Where did we find him? He came from his mom. That's it's a horrible that's, joke. That's, <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm looking at my mom going, "Is that where I came from?" You could laugh out loud. She has a great laugh, by the way, and she also uh, laughed pretty hard and um, spit water up on my wife the other day, which was amazing. Oh, she's blushing. <laughs> so, and just gave so, you the finger. Yeah. So, where where is Justin from? Justin, uh, we ran into him here locally. He's uh, he's a native. Uh, 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 I don't know where he's from, but uh, but he lives here locally in Titusville. What do we call Bavard people? Is there is there like a name from Bavardians yeah. or Titus, Titus, <laughs> Titus villains? villains. Which is right. our pumpkin beer, actually, Titus yeah. Villain. Yeah. Um, another shameless plug. Um, Keep but plugging. No, you're supposed to. <laughs> we uh, we reached out to to Justin. He was working at a local country club, and and it was a private country club, so you couldn't even get in to try his food. Um, but we had heard that he was kind of yeah, tired of that place, and uh, and was cooking meatloaf every day for the for the crowd that was coming in. Right. And he couldn't change his menu because they loved his meatloaf. So. Uh, 
but he loves uh, change and progress. So getting him in here was a was a good thing to work on the menu here and focus on uh, on the eclectic menu and changing things up here. Yeah, I'm excited to try his food and and definitely pair it up, pair it up with the beers because right now how many taps do we have if i walk into the bricks or the hardware so let's talk about hardware right now that's that's first how many taps do we have there and how many how many can we drink right off the bat there's 20 taps in a beer engine one of those taps is a house root beer and it's the same right. configuration here at bricks 20 taps one okay. beer engine nice and uh i know we have right now uh it gets hot the first week people want to listen to the new episode so we still have 1010 over there we didn't they have a tap takeover or is that do you still have some over yeah, at the? I, I want to say there's one. One of their beers is left. Oh, that's, um, wow, that's amazing. Good. So we went through. We went through a good amount of their beer um, last weekend. Last Sunday, yeah. Sunday was the tap okay. take over there. And we usually don't do dates. We usually kind of just say like this. You could listen to this episode in September and get the same thing from when it first. But no, I definitely wanted to plug them. And so twenty there, twenty here, and yeah, we, uh, we do. Um, we do guest taps, so we exactly. usually have a um, variation of. Um, Different Florida beers and national beers running. I saw Founders is on here right now, so yep. Nationals on there, and then Florida. That's awesome. I mean, you could, and I like the fact that get, like guest taps. It's just it's inviting. It's right. inviting. It, yeah, we try to keep a funky boot on. We try to keep a cigar city on, um, and then we mix it up. Uh, we do have an hourglass on down at a hardware store. Okay. Um, not here, um, but just trying to mix it up and do different. Um, different beers from uh, from around the state and around the country copper tails on here um, just mixing it up and uh hourglass was our last ap- episode so nice little shout out to them uh they're doing great stuff matthew and michael's yeah michael's awesome i've known him uh, for a while he used to do a a podcast or a pumpkin beer thing that's where i first met him at, yeah. at cask he was uh uh he and his partners came in and did a, a pumpkin beer thing um i don't know if we did a show or something i remember talking to him at length it may have just been over a bunch of beers but um but he, he's he's got that kind of that eye of the eye tiger, of the tiger kind of thing he's mm-hmm. been wanting to get into the business unfortunately at the time at cask i couldn't i didn't have the room for him i think garrett was working for me at the time uh part-time anyway um but yeah michael was uh was always antsy and itching to get into it i think i did have him in for a brew day or something i can't remember but um yeah, Mike's great. Yeah, he invited us to kind of do a brew day with them, and I'm, I'm never going to turn it down. Never going to turn it down. You know, uh, just learning about it. Again, it's been, it, it's it's amazing. Everything we're learning, Jeff and I are learning. It's been great. This interview has been great. Uh, any last words? Any last thoughts of uh, that you could think of before we wrap it up? Um, I don't know. Come out and uh, enjoy the beers, enjoy the food. I think it's a great experience at both locations. Um, come out go to the beach playland is one of the last um pristine beaches there's no construction there's no houses yeah. uh you don't have to go down uh, don't go all the way down to pier 13 unless you uh want to see some old men naked but um we did that uh uh jeff and i location scouting for a short film last year maybe you're into that, that no we i was the fully dressed one so not at all but uh but to go to the early pier numbers um it's an awesome beach it's nice and quiet yeah. and it's like i said it's the last of the pristine it's very natural out there and even the drive out there um you're going through a lot of natural area it is, um, yeah is in a uh, really uh interesting small community really quaint uh, small town it's great to live out here now yeah it, it, we're we're looking around right now and also you have uh kennedy space center so why not you spend a day 
come here, have dinner, have a beer. So, Ron, this has been amazing. Awesome. Thank you, Thanks, thank Brian. you, thank you. All right, Jeff, I'm going to turn it over to you, and uh, we'll talk. All right, buddy. Good interview. That was great. How do you feel? Dude, are you kidding? It feels nice when I hear names like Mike Wallace, Mm -hmm. our second episode, Michael DeLancet, last week's Hourglass, and then, honestly, Garrett, learning how Garrett followed him through so many avenues where it was really like, you know, you hear Mandy being a bartender, Mm -hmm. and I can't wait for the Copper Tail episode coming soon. Guys, that's going to be fun, because that's part of the family. Mandy's name was mentioned in this. Fucking Shane. Yeah, and fucking Shane came up. So, um, and yes, Shane... We will be doing drinks, and honestly, it's nice to know we have a neighbor right here that we just interviewed last time, so this is this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot based on 25 years. I've been really excited to hear his story, mm-hmm. and it's been a while where I really wanted to pick his brain, and we got to do that really early in this season, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm really happy with it, and he's doing amazing things. He's doing amazing things. Yeah. So. Huge thanks to Ron for showing us around today. Uh, it's a... It's an awesome facility. It's awesome to see them growing. Yeah. The Bricks Project is, to be frank, just a cool place to hang out. It's beautiful. Like, you go for the beer, but, man, the food menu. Dude, it's extensive. When He wasn't even kidding. Yeah, go ahead. Make the paper noise. I'm literally looking at it right now. You can hear it. And it just looks incredible. It is. We look forward to coming back for dinner. Dude, when he said kimchi, I I looked right at my mom going, yeah, right? Like, okay, she lives in Vegas. She gets good food. But... it's not often you get to hear great food that's happening here where we live in Orlando happening right by the Kennedy Space Center. And that's where that's where this is all happening, guys. We are not kidding. Your eyes view of the Kennedy Space Center. Yeah. So you've passed this place before. Yeah. Yeah. So if you need a beer when you're over there, definitely check out Playa Linda Brewing Co. There's two places where you can go. The executive chef, Justin Medina, Woo-hoo. shout out to him, uh, has put together what looks to be an amazing menu yeah we look forward to trying that and verifying for sure yeah we will um we're going out for our birthdays yeah so that's gonna be exciting we're actually gonna be going out there on sunday uh (laughs) i don't know what day you guys think it is because you could be (laughs) listening on a tuesday but no we're going on a sunday coming up and uh yeah i definitely want to try this food they're gonna beer pair for us and i think that's awesome yeah that's a lot of fun very excited yeah how did you do Dude, it was great, man. That's it, right? Yeah. I just, I love, I love, honestly, okay, I'm actually happy you asked. I got to take photos today. Uh, Sadly, we missed Jillian. Um, Yeah. But I love being behind the camera. Yeah. Right? That's what I used to do. That's what I went to school for. Yeah. So I love it. Uh, And honestly, I have so much respect for Playa Linda Brewing Company because of the attention to detail they provide to their design. Every little thing, every it's time. It's exquisite. The you, color they chose, the fact that it comes from the floor, and you see it, it's on their bar top. The fact what they're using to, to that's the, where the flights are hanging from. Like your oh, flight, yeah. right? Machined. So yeah. because, because Ron is so close with the Scots who run Barnlight Electric, and they have a machine shop, everything that they make, everything they need custom built, they can do with their giant machine shop. Mm-hmm. So you go there and you get a flight, and it's in this beautiful steel machined tray you have to see and it, it has their logo and yeah it, it's awesome it's rad like it's really their rad. design is so good and then you look up and you look at this the like lighting. the 60s lighting this vintage retro lighting mixed with the modern lighting that they make 
so badass. It's really badass. Yeah. It's really cool. So as a designer, I love it. Yep. Uh, I was happy to take photos. Um, and it made me feel comfortable being in this interview. Yeah. Uh, you know, here's oh, somebody. It was great. It was so yeah. warm. It was, it was so awesome. warm. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Um, I do give thanks. And uh, I, I love this. You know, uh, I feel Michelle was so warm. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that mm-hmm. Ian was sitting off in a corner, mm-hmm. but he could still interact with this interview. It was just like there was, it was just people hanging out. Yeah. It was awesome. It's a good family. You Great can tell family. it's run by friends. Yes. And you can tell they have put a lot of energy into making a comfortable place to enjoy beer. It's so cool. And Justin has put a lot of work into making an amazing menu. Yeah. I like that menu. So yeah. I'm going to keep looking at it so I could pick what I'm having on Sunday. I love it. All right. Guys, thank you for this week. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we'll definitely see you next week. And uh, keep drinking. Till next time. All right. The Playa Linda Brewing Company episode of What Ails Ya was produced by Jeff Brennan. Your host and co-producer is Brian Quain. Our music and audio engineer is Sadmith. Jillian Quain is our photographer and designer. Special thanks to Ron Rake, Donna and Brian Scott, and Michelle Mulek. Don't forget, you can find us on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're everywhere now. Yeah, dude. So, yeah. So, What Ails Ya podcast, and also downloading now, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, somebody else, Player FM picked yeah. us up. So, guys, search we're us. out there. Yeah, search us. Find a way to listen. Yeah. Uh, subscribe. We appreciate that a lot. Uh, share with your friends. You know, this community keeps getting bigger and bigger, and the beer community is just so gracious. So You heard it in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And also, do not forget, tasting notes at whatalesya.beer. Send us a line. We want to hear from you. Uh, we answer our emails. Uh, and also, this is a good place where the brutally honest question could, could be asked as well. So... Find us on Twitter, ask there, Facebook, ask there, Instagram, ask there, but reach out to us. We love hearing from you. Hey, wait. No. I have a a question. Well, okay. Was your mom really a sailor? No. What? She just curses like one woman. All right, guys. See you next week.